Greetings, Texas FFA, and welcome back to another episode of Texas FFA Unraveled. We took a few months off for the summer, but we're excited to be back here to kick off the school year with our 15th episode of our podcast, bringing you a topic that we hope will assist you in preparing to be successful this school year. Today's episode is all about engaging your chapter officers. As a former teacher myself and someone who sees the incredible level of commitment you all have to your chapters, our hope is to find and inspire ways for you all to share some of the work. I saw a video last week on Facebook and it was this guy talking to a group of teachers and he started off by saying to them that he sees a lot of teachers winning, aka doing great work at school, but not winning at home. And he went on to say that the school gets the best of us, but home gets what's left of us. And what really got me was that he said that we should all be working harder on our obituary than we work on our resume. I know the incredible work ethic of our teachers, and I know this single podcast isn't going to make you all pack up your stuff and leave at 4 p.m. every day, but what I do hope that we can talk about is a few ways to ease the burden off of your shoulders so that you can commit to being better at home. On the other side of this, advice is also an opportunity to empower your officer team to take on some of that responsibility that they are certainly capable of, and not only does this give them a body of work to be proud of at the end of their career, but you'll likely see more buy-in from them because they have taken ownership of those responsibilities responsibilities. So joining us today are two of my friends and colleagues, Melissa Spicer and Luke Parr, who have experienced a ton of success, but who have done so because they encourage their students to take the reins when it comes to chapter activities. And oftentimes this leads them to being extremely productive and successful individuals. And so Missy, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Okay, thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate the opportunity to jump on here and share what little or a lot of my wisdom may be at this point. I'm very excited. We just finished our first week of school, and this would be the beginning of my 28th year. And excited to say that it's all at the same school, and it's also my alma mater of high school. So I went K-12 through at Florence High School, and then went to Tarleton State University, and then uh, came back to Florence, where I have been for the last 27 years. And so I've seen a lot of changes and excited to see what this year brings. Missy, fun fact, you got to teach with your dad last year, right? I did. And actually, he was my teacher in high school. And then when I came back from Tarleton, I taught with him there for 15 years. And then he graciously, as a retired ag teacher, came in and filled a spot for us when we had one of our ag teachers leave mid-year. He was able to kind of come back in and work in his passion place there with the meat market and the meat lab and kind of get that revamped uh, He has his old ways of doing things, and and that kind of was a neat way to bring that back in. And we're excited to have the new teacher that has taken that spot, Danielle Bailey. She's actually was taught by my dad and I, and now she's on our team and is taking over that part of the program. Very good. So it's safe to say that she was probably one of those young students who was empowered, and it ended up making her all that much more successful because she had some of that responsibility and accountability when she was a student. Absolutely. Uh, That's the unique thing about that program is that in the laboratory and we even have a market, those students, they have to be game on. They're juniors and seniors and they run that from a standpoint, uh, you know, working with customers and the financial aspect of it. And I believe that has given her not only that because she worked in there, she understands what needs to be done with the students today to give them the responsibility because that they are pretty much operating that by themselves. Love to hear that. Luke, why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, mine's not as extensive as that, but I'm, I teach high school in Blue Ridge, Texas, starting my 12th year teaching ag. I taught for a little while in, in Wiley, and I 
got to teach with also somebody pretty pretty cool and special. Taught two years with Jennifer there at Wiley before she went to Texas FFA. And so starting my fourth year at Blue Ridge, and I get to teach with two of my really good friends, and we have a blast every day that we come to work. So it's it's been good. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here and sharing some of your wisdom with our listeners. I'd like to start the conversation by acknowledging how difficult it is for some of us to let go of responsibility. And I feel like I'm talking to all three of us because I'm sure that we have a certain way that we like to do things. But what we see oftentimes is it just builds and builds and builds, and it seems like the job is never done. And so when it comes to planning for the school year and planning some of those activities, I'd like to talk about how you delegate to your chapter officers and how you get them to be excited about taking on that ownership. And I guess the first question I have, and this is for either one of you, but how do you decide what to keep and what you want to delegate? Well, Heather McGrew and, and me, she does most of the work on the officer stuff, but I, I have significant input in it. And one thing that we do is we set up a, a POA camp, essentially, at the beginning of the summer before all the kids get here after teacher's conference. And we go through and we plan the year. And then after we plan the year, then we assign our, our tasks to our officers and, and kind of generate it from there. And so everything is done before school starts. And so then it's just implementing what we've planned for. Our chapter meetings are planned. Our events are planned. Fundraisers are planned. It gives us a head start so that when the stress of starting school and all that happens, it's not added stress to it. And so we, we have a roadmap before we ever get going. One thing that I think helps us significantly is we give our chapter officers a budget. And we're only doing anything that's within that budget. We give them $1,000 out of their student activity fund. And they have to plan things in accordance with that. And that budget, we hold them to it. If they want snacks for their chapter meetings, they have to submit essentially a PO. And when they submit that, then, then we approve it and all the work's done for us. All we have to do is put a Walmart order in and we go pick it up and it's done. And everything for that activity is, is taken care of. If they want chapter officer shirts or something like that, they, they do all the work on the on the finding them and getting everything ordered and all that stuff. And then when they're done, they send us a, a PO and we pay for it and get it done. And so we've empowered them to align their budget with their plans. And it takes a significant load off of us to, to do that. That's great, Luke. Missy, y'all do something similar. Do you have a planning camp in the summer or a day? We do. And Luke, I love the POA camp concept. That's cool. We do almost exactly the same thing, except for the budget part. But after Ag Teachers Conference, when we have dates and everything put together, Ag Teachers have kind of prepped it for a little bit. And then we put together a chapter, we call it officer retreat, basically, and have an opportunity to kind of let them do a little team building. And then we sit down and go through it. Our agenda is delegated already by officer duties. One of the things that we do is I add to their traditional officer duties. You might be the secretary, but we're going to add you know, you're going to help us with the roster. You're going to help, you know, put the dates in the AET calendar so that the students have that put together. They have to build calendars for, you know, printout for the school. And then they do a huge calendar for in our office, you know, that we keep up with things as simple as the student advisor is in charge of all bulletin board information on all the classrooms. They have to build that and put things together, sign up. So that's an ongoing throughout the year. 
our Sentinels in charge of our junior FFA program help sign up. They have to do that roster. They manage those and they're the liaison for the junior FFA officers and our discovery officers at the middle school. So we go through basically, and those are kind of standard additional uh, responsibilities that a lot of times I think people always just give the president and the vice president all the work, but we try to divide it out evenly amongst the seven so that we can get as many little worker bees in there as possible. That's been very helpful. Understanding too, that sometimes the skill sets of those kiddos, you know, they may need to be pulled in a different direction. For example, today we have a big kickoff meeting. That's one of the largest activities that we do and it's next Wednesday. And because those officers, some of them are also in my advanced communications class, they put together a really cool video to put out for parents and for students so that they're prepared and ready for that activity coming up on Wednesday. And, you know, they've done it for a couple of years. They see as we go up each year, they've learned. I feel like at some point when you get seniors on your officer team that have been in the program long enough, they're kind of like little mini ag teachers and my God, I'm going to use them like one. <laughs> and uh, that's that's helpful. There's no doubt that some of them definitely have a skill set to do more than what traditionally I think just a standard chapter officer might be able to do. And don't you feel, both of you, don't you feel like if you give them that responsibility, that's why they meet that expectation? If we don't ever delegate, if we always do it ourselves, then we're always going to wish that they would do more. You almost have to insist that they take on some of that responsibility. And so I guess that leads me to my next question, which is what if they don't do it the way that you would do it? How do you let go of that? How do you decide what you're going to let go and what you're going to say, hey, this isn't good enough, or we got to go back to the drawing board and, and do something different. Well, I think a lot of times I'm going to let them try, but they know enough that they need to bring it back to me to make sure it's, it's the stamp of approval. <laughs> Just like one of the flyers they were making today. And, and uh, you know, Mr. Bratton, he's like, oh, that looks so pretty. And I'm like, well, Miss Rosenbush, what do you think? I'm like, well, we need to change that font and that font. But then they start picking up on those details. And then finally, you can kind of let off on some of it, but you just kind of give it to them, let them, let them do that. And at some point they start kind of mirroring what I like, you know, and it, and it makes it better. Yeah, I do the same thing. I just, I'm honest with them. That's not, not the vision that we had. Let's try it again. And like we have some chapter officers right now that same deal with flyers. We send it to them and, and they, they send it back. We have a big deal that, that we do. It's called brag time. And it's kind of like your Missy y'all's video deal. But we have a, each month an officer has their brag time section. We give them the vision that we want and they put all the information in this video and we, and we play it on Fridays. So every officer gets a chance to do that and they send me the preview of it and we'll, we'll edit it four or five times before we ever get it to the right part. And something's pretty cool for, for them to do. And they understand like it's, we want it, we all have the same mindset and we want it right before we put it out, but empowering them and and then we just, the end goal is we want it right. I think you're exactly right. Most times you set that bar high enough and you've given them an example of what you're wanting and that they know it's not to the level, especially whatever it is that we're doing, that we need that bar raised higher. And then they get that. And I think that's what makes them really great students by the time when they're seniors and they're graduating. I know there were some statistics about FFA kids going to college and how successful they are, but they're blowing that stuff out of the water at college just because they we've pushed them through so much as a chapter officer or a team member or whatever they've been involved in. No, absolutely. When I was in the classroom, one of the things that I noticed when we were sitting around planning our POA or 
even just having a chapter officer meeting, a lot of times they would come to me and they would have these huge ideas and we would be in the middle of judging season or we'd be in the middle of buying sheep and goats in the fall. And so there just wasn't time for me to take that on. And as a young teacher, I think I I did have the inclination sometimes to say no. And then the older I got and the more experience I got and the more trust I had in those students, I would put the responsibility on them. I think that's a great idea and build them up, right? If they come to you with ideas and they're willing to take that initiative, then say, we can do it, but I don't have the time to take it on. And so you're going to have to take on the responsibility. But I want to see a plan. I want to see who's responsible. I want to see a timeline and I want it to be executed well or we're not going to do it. And so I think saying yes sometimes is important too. Even if it's outside of your POA, if they come to you at the last minute and they're like, hey, we've got this fundraiser idea, if they can execute it, I think that's probably some advice that I wish I would have had when I was in my first and second year. Say yes more, right? And we use the word empower a couple of times already, but I think that's the perfect explanation for that. I think that's the difference between a young teacher and a veteran teacher for sure is but like on the fundraiser deal is kids come to us with ideas we just put parameters on them so if we we change their way of thinking to where they we don't have to shoot down every idea that they have i think that helps us in the long run and to say hey is this fundraiser going to make us twenty five hundred dollars if we allocate every resource we have to it and the answer is no then you already know the answer if the answer is yes by god let's do it Luke, you mentioned the difference between a new teacher and and one with experience. Talk to me about if you were a young teacher, first or second year, and they were like, what do I give to students? What do I take ownership of? How do I delegate? What are some things that you would advise them to let the officers take full responsibility of? And I know this probably seems like low-hanging fruit, but think about our 22-year-old selves that started out in the classroom. I wish somebody would have told me what to give up and what to delegate. Yeah, it, the easiest thing to give to your chapter officers, I think, and it doesn't matter where, what experience level you are, is recruitment. We have to recruit members. I mean, our programs have to grow. We can motivate kids all we want to and stand in front of them and, you know, this is what we can give you. It's better coming from their peers. One tool that I would put in your toolbox as a young teacher is teaching your kids how to recruit from within. And one thing that we do is every chapter officer, we have nine this year, every chapter officer has to obtain three new people to join a team or to show livestock or to do something. And so if you do nine times three, it's 27 additional kids. We do that every year. We're growing nonstop. I think that's very important. One thing, we just, we close our circle up just a little bit. And we have all these grand ideas, but we just try to accomplish the things that that we're able to accomplish and do successfully. Because if we try and we fail, that's one thing. We always try and fail. But if we try and succeed, there's more growth in that than there is anything. So, Well said. Well said. And I would agree, too. I think if there was a little bit of wisdom out there to pass along to the younger generation or and you know a brand new teacher, it would be while you establish what you're wanting to do locally, I feel like a lot of those local chapter type things, that really can be something you can turn over to those chapter officers. Once you've established what you're going to do, kind of give them a plan, but let them do it. So we do the state fair for the Ag Awareness Day, and we rent charter buses. And so they know they want to do that. Here's the number you call, you tell me what it is. You get me the three bids and then they come back and report to us. But I don't have to do that anymore. Y'all can take care of that. And we do an adopt a highway here. 
we already signed up. You need to call TextDot and make sure they know that on this day we're doing it. And those are the kind of local things. I feel like community service, local things, they can reach out to the Chamber of Commerce on our canned food drive for the holiday. They can put things together. They can help contact admin at our school. Anything like that, if, if you've got it kind of set, and we are creatures of habit, right? I know we are. We do kind of fundamentally the same things at the same time of year. Those are, you know, put together and those kiddos know that that's what they are going to do. They expect those, the members expect those. And so we just kind of lay that out and divide it up and take care of that. And that helps us a lot because we're trying to do state fair entries. We know they can do that. <laughs> you know, some of the big parts with roster, other things with money, the kids can't touch those. Now they can help you. I did have young lady who shows she's a senior and she's going through paperwork with me while I'm entering, putting things in the computer today. But that's not something you can turn them loose. I feel like we can turn them loose on making a phone call and contacting people locally and setting up things and marketing. And just like Luke said, recruiting, advertising, what are the things that they can do? Making the videos. My gosh, they know how to make TikToks and all that good stuff and kids love it. So let them do that part. And I feel like, too, making them make those phone calls or having them compare bids, first of all, they appreciate the amount of money that it costs, right? But second of all, those communication skills and that professionalism that they learn, those are growth moments, too. And I know that this is probably something that we take for granted that we know now, but back in the day when we were young teachers starting out, I feel like nobody ever empowered us to say to those students, just because you're the chapter president doesn't mean that you don't get to pick up the snacks this week, or maybe your parents want to help in some small way. And so maybe you delegate that up. But when you're planning your POA, we tend to be ideas people and not details people. And when you're planning during the summer retreat, I think it's imperative that you focus on every single detail, who, what, when, where, why, and how, just like that national chapter application outlines for us. And if you fill out that national chapter application, I promise you all the details are already worked out. You may not have the outcome or the goals established just yet, but but delegating that responsibility early on so that all you have to do is hold them accountable, I think is is huge, or it was for me when I was in the classroom. So they know in December that this chapter meeting is the one that I'm taking ownership of. And I think when you're delegating it out, and so it's just one or two kids that are in charge of each chapter meeting or each activity, each fundraiser, I think it makes it a little bit easier to hold them accountable than if it's the whole team. Because if it's the whole team, they can pass the buck. But if there's two of them and this was on you, then it's easier for them to say, oh gosh, like it's it's you and me. We got to get this done, right? One thing that I struggled with as a young teacher was establishing checkpoints of accountability. If we wait till the day of the meeting and we didn't ever check on where we were at, then it causes chaos for everybody. If we know we're having a meeting the week before and there's two people in charge of it, you know, we're, we're doing checkpoints. Hey, I need your agenda by this day. Hey, I need your this by this day. And then they have it done and then it's optimal outcome at the end of it. And so it helps a whole bunch to, to establish checkpoints rather than just waiting and seeing maybe they get it done, maybe they don't. I think that's the accountability part of it as we talk about accountability is not accountable at the time, but accountable to leading up to it, I think helps a bunch. I agree 100%. I mean, we're all about, as we said, turn it over to them, let them have it. 
but we've got to still be the mother hen over the top of it and make sure that it is to our standard because ultimately it's a reflection of us too. And especially if it's a community event, we want it to look good in the community and look good to the school. And But those kids are very, very capable of making that work. And I, and I couldn't agree more on breaking it up amongst the team. You know, these two have this job and these two have this job. And, you know, I think it makes the entire team feel vetted a little bit more in the program and what their leadership role is as an officer. And the biggest thing when we have a discussion when we sit down is you're all chapter officers. And while you have different ranks, and I think Jennifer, you and I talked about this even with state officers, some point you're all the same. It doesn't matter because you're all going to be doing the job and you're all involved. We're just assigning you different duties so we can get this done. And you're going to read a different part at opening ceremonies. You know, that's basically the big part for me is make them feel like they're a part of it. Because if you always run to the top two or the top three every time and well, the president's supposed to do that, no, you're the sentinel and you're the treasurer and you can do other jobs than just count the money and for the deposit or whatever it may be. And I feel like when you have that great, you know, before school planning activity and line it out and they're assigned and you keep up with it, it, it just really kicks the year off and makes things and because we're going to get real busy, real busy, real fast. They they know what their responsibility is. It's very clearly is outlined, it's detailed. That to me would be that would be the cat's meow if everybody could just figure out how to make that work, you know, make a magic book out there somewhere and put it in. We'd make that happen. <laughs> to those new teachers out there who are just kind of, who nobody has said this to yet, consider delegating it to a specific officer or one or two officers. Like Luke said, they split up the brag time so that everybody's responsible for it. And then it almost becomes a competition. Everybody wants to plan the best meeting or have the best snacks or make sure that the agenda was prepared on time and all of those things. And so that competitive element can probably help a lot too. I think that's all the time that we have for today, but I would really love to come back together and record another episode so that we can continue this conversation and continue talking about resources or ways in which techniques in which we can utilize our student officers for the good of the chapter, for the good of the community, and also in order to make your job more meaningful and manageable. So I look forward to our next conversation. And until then, I hope you all are having a wonderful start of the school year and forward to supporting you throughout this year. 